going to Mars to talk to the Martians. Is that a good Martian voice? Well, I mean, Marvin. We know what Marvin sounds like. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm a science teacher. I'm Cheryl, and I slept through science. Each episode, we'll tackle a science question you may have learned in school, but can't quite remember or fully explain. And I'll take the risk of asking the dumb questions so that we can all understand the science we slept through. The bell has rung. Let's get started. Welcome to lesson 81. We are in our deadly solar system unit, slowly making our way farther and farther from the center of our solar system. Where have we reached today, Cheryl? We are going to Mars to talk to the Martians. Is that a good Martian <laughs> voice? I guess we don't uh, know yeah. what they speak like, but you know. Well, I mean, Marvin, we know what Marvin sounds like. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about Mars today. Great. Mars, which I'm sure that you know everything about. Oh my gosh. Well, I know probably very, very slightly more than other planets, but I wanted to tell you something really oh, cool, yes. science-related that I got to visit several years ago. Oh, tell me. So I think you're going to like this. Um, I yeah. got to visit the Biosphere 2. Do you know about the Biosphere 2? Are you familiar? I think I Is that in, what, Arizona, New Mexico, Arizona, something like that? Yeah. It's near mm -hmm. Tucson in Arizona. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And... I visited it maybe, gosh, it might have been like 10 years ago now, but it's, um, you know, in my adult life and everything with my family mm -hmm. when we were down there. And um, there wasn't anybody living in it at the time, but actually my dad okay. got to visit it when there were people actually living in it. So he could only go on the outside at the time, but he like saw one of them in there. But for people who don't know, and just for you to hear a little bit more about it, it's, was this, I guess, I guess like an experiment is what it was um but they mm -hmm. did they had these really really big like bubble dome type of things with all these different um climates inside of it so there was like a desert area and a rainforest area all these different areas oh, it felt like going to a zoo you know where you like walk in the rainforest and feel mm. humidity and see the different plants and stuff like that yeah and I think it was five or six just a handful of people lived in there and their plan was to have them live in there for I believe two years. It was a couple years. And that right, yeah. with like no help from the outside. So they had animals in there and they were planting and living together. And um I heard that it was I actually heard this later on that it was like part of this was to see if we could sustain life on another planet. I think Mars potentially, I don't know if it was like mm. specific to that or just like more generic than that so like this space that's like contained and has like no outside elements affecting it like could they live there for a couple of years they ended up pulling them out early because of malnutrition it sounds like they were getting enough calories but mm. they weren't getting enough nutrients and so they okay. did not complete the timeline that they wanted to be in there but it just got me thinking about you know, people are talking about trips to Mars. I feel like that is something that mm -hmm. we hear about more than any other planet is we hear about Mars yeah. because there's like, are people going to go there? Um, mm -hmm. And like with this experiment, and I don't know, at one point you told me there's something similar that they're talking about now to the biosphere too. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question as we're talking about our deadly solar system 
is how close are we to life on Mars slash like what's what's keeping us from just being able to go mm. live on Mars? Like, is this something that's feasible? It, if you just like go put up a bubble, you can just do it. Um, <laughs> or is it like, is it just the air that's holding us back? Cause we can't breathe the air there. Or are there a number of elements that are keeping us from just going and being able to inhabit another planet? specifically mm. Mars? Great question. Let's dive into the pre-assessment and find out what you already know. What are the things that you think are limitations for humans living on Mars? Um, first of all, I think it's red. I just want to throw a color out there for okay. you. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Maybe I forgot to ask you days. what you thought about Mars. <laughs> it's red. Do you know why it's red? I think because of the ground, like there's a lot of like red rock going on. Uh-huh. Okay. Do you know why the ground slash rock is red? Probably because of whatever it's made of. Uh-huh. Similar to like when you, you know go what it's made of? to the desert and find red rock around where on our planet. Is it rusty? I don't know what it's made of. It's probably okay. not rusty. So I'm going to guess so limitations on mars well first of all i'm gonna guess the air okay like tell I me about the know. air well i'm guessing there is an atmosphere if people are even considering living there at all otherwise i feel like they would just write it off and say nope that's never gonna happen there's not even okay. an atmosphere here okay but i'm guessing that the content of the air is not what our bodies need okay so I don't know what that would be, but I'm guessing there's just not the oxygen that we need in the air okay. Um, I'm also going to guess another thing would be, like, I don't know if there's water on Mars. Okay. When you say water, do you mean liquid water? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't have any knowledge about if there's any water on Mars. So like that would be a huge limitation for first of all, like drinking, we like that, but then also sustaining other life. So, and that, then it's like, well, then if I don't think there would be like the food sources we would need there. So plants, like, are there plants there? If there's no water, there's not plants, <laughs> but, okay. um, or like if, and we don't need to eat animals, but we would need to eat something, you know? And so if mm -hmm. there's, they'd have to, and you'd have to be able to grow like a lot of plants to be able to sustain people's lives. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing those are the biggest hurdles. And then what's the temperature there? Like, even mm. if you could walk around outside of like a spacesuit because of like, let's say you could breathe, then like comfortably, like is the air a temperature that's comfortable or is it super hot or super cold? What do you think? Um, see, here, my initial, my gut feeling would be that it would be colder there because it's further from the sun. But a couple weeks ago when we talked about Venus, we learned that that planet is hotter than the planet that's closest to the sun. So then mm -hmm. sometimes those gut feelings I have are not correct because of other elements that I don't know about. But I would guess right. it'd be colder 
if okay. we just go strictly on distance from the sun and if we're assuming mm-hmm. there's an atmosphere and that it's similar enough to ours that people are even considering again like if they're considering going there at all then there's got to be something that's similar to our planet okay. or you know even if it's like we're bringing in like spaceships full of water and then a really mm-hmm. big bubble to build it just sounds so boring I know a lot of people would like give anything to be able to to live there or something, but I don't want to live in a bubble. And when you say bubble, you're talking about like what Biosphere Biosphere 2 had, right? Like uh, some sort of structure that tends to be dome shaped that the people would live inside. Yeah. I mean, it was big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It, It felt a lot like being at a zoo or something where like it was big. We walked around. There was, you know, a whole group of us and it took a while to walk through all the areas. Mm -hmm. I also heard there were all sorts of like social issues that rose up with that group and everything. And one of the issues was that they did not um, designate a leader, like whoever like assigned them to this didn't say who the leader was. And apparently that was issues. And then they had a difference of opinion of how things should be done. And there were kind of two groups of people. It sounds like a nightmare. You should never be in that small of a group for that long. No, I agree. All right. So you've talked about a bunch of things, air, water, temperature, kind of the social aspects with the bubble. Is there anything else that you think is preventing us from living on Mars right now? Hmm. I mean, along with the plants thing, like even if we had water and seeds there, like soil, like can the ground Mm. grow plants? so that things could start propagating if we brought water there if there was not water would there like become like a whole system like we have where then there's like evaporation and rainfall Mm. oh my gosh would that happen if we brought enough water there what do you think well i think it would evaporate i just don't know then if it would depends on how similar it is to our planet for then if Wow, you could really mess up a planet if you start making changes like that. (laughs) Yikes. Okay, Cheryl, we've got a lot to talk about with Mars, but unlike a supernova, you actually know quite a bit about Mars, and you were thinking (laughs) through the different categories really, really well on the things that would be challenges that we'd have to overcome to be able to have humans on Mars. That's exciting to hear. I felt a little bit more confident with it, so that's good. (laughs) Good. Uh, Side note, have you seen the movie The Martian? No, and I know I need to. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, I I have not seen it. I've seen like two-second clips of it, which leads me to the red and rocky beliefs about Mars. Well, let's start there, actually, with the red and rocky. Believe it or not, what makes... The rocks and the soil, the ground on Mars, red, is rust. It is rust. It is rust. It's iron oxide. Yeah, the iron reacting with what little tiny bits of oxygen are in the atmosphere. Yeah, it actually is rust. It was funny when you said that. I was like, she doesn't think that's right. And that's actually what it is. Well, because I thought that was (laughs) true here when we have red rocks. But Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was the same. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So that's the first thing. 
Second thing, you talked about the air, or the, I'm going to make that broader, the atmosphere. Let's talk about okay. the Martian atmosphere because, oh boy. Well, first of all, it's really, really, really thin. Okay. It's over 100 times thinner than the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. 100 times thinner, which one of the things you didn't talk about, but because we talked about this on Venus, I wanted to bring it back. That leads to a difference in pressure. Remember how we talked about how high the pressure was on Venus? Yes. Because yes. how thick Venus's atmosphere is? Yeah. Well, on Mars, you have the opposite problem where at the surface of Mars, depending on exactly where you are, so on average, the pressure is about less than 1% of the pressure you would feel at sea level on Earth. That would be really odd feeling i'm guessing yeah well i mean you're in a spacesuit so you wouldn't necessarily notice it as much but yes interesting hmm. yeah it does have an atmosphere it's just very very thin now that doesn't mean that there's nothing there because you can have storms and there are dust storms on mars we've seen them oh. through telescopes because they can be okay. really really big so there is wind and actually right now on mars we have ooh, is it called the ingenuity yeah the Ingenuity is a helicopter that we sent to Mars and is the first time we've had something actually fly on its own on another planet. And so we've actually Whoa. been able to get it to fly, which is actually way harder because of how thin the atmosphere is. Oh, yeah. There's less actual air molecules to use to keep things aloft in the atmosphere. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's cool. So it's, it's very cool. So that's the atmosphere. I'm going to, you talked about water. We'll come back to water in a minute because I okay. want to talk about temperature. Temperature is really connected to the atmosphere as well. Like you mentioned, Mars is farther away from the sun than the earth is, which means it's getting less overall radiation, less uh, energy from the sun. Um, it's smaller than the earth as well. So that mm. makes a big difference too. But the temperatures on Mars can be as warm as 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, I like that temperature a lot. Yeah. Or okay. as cold as negative 225 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh, yikes. Okay. And is that- So there's your range. Wow. Okay. That's a little rough. That's a little rough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily always cold, but your chances of it being cold are a lot higher than your chances of it being warm. Mm. That's a factor. That's a problem. Yeah. And interesting, this I didn't know. I actually just just learned this, and I discovered this and want to, to read this for you. This is from uh, the solarsystem.nasa.gov website that, again, I'll link in the description. But so because the atmosphere is so thin, heat from the sun easily escapes the planet. Hopefully okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Remember, we talked about that with Venus. It can't trap that in. If you were to stand on the surface of Mars on the equator at noon, it would feel like spring at your feet, but like 70, 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Okay. And winter at your head about 32 degrees <gasps> because of that difference. <gasps> so it'd be like climbing a mountain. 
is yeah. here. Yeah. So laying down would help you a lot. Yeah, you'd stay warmer that way. Yeah. 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 Wow, Isn't that, that is crazy? dramatic. Yeah. I did not know that. I, and I thought that that would be a cool fact to share. That is so interesting. Wow. Yeah. Also, this has nothing to do with the temperature, but did you know that the largest volcano in the entire solar system is on Mars? No, I didn't. Yep. yep. Olympus Mons. So if you were to climb the tallest mountain on Mars, which is also the tallest volcano in the whole solar system, and you'd be at the top, you would have almost no atmosphere above you at all. Wow. Because of how high it is and because of how thin Mars's atmosphere is. Interesting. Yeah. Is it an active volcano? I don't believe so. I don't believe okay. it's currently active. But okay. one of the things that one of the probes that we have on Mars right now is actually a size has a seismometer. So it's designed to read cool. earthquakes and things like that to be able to tell what's going on inside Mars. So those are things that we are currently doing research on. That's really cool. I like it. All right, let's come back to water because you mentioned water and water mm -hmm. is incredibly important. Like you said, not just for us as humans, but also for any food that we would need. So if we need to mm -hmm. grow plants or if we were to do animals or anything like that. Yeah. So does Mars have water? Yes, it does. Okay. Does Mars have water in a form that is easy for us to access and use? No, it does not. Nah. But exactly where it is, we actually don't know for sure. There's currently debate as to whether or not there's liquid water on Mars. We know that there is frozen water, ice, on Mars. Uh, it Most notably, in the it has ice caps, just like we do on Earth at the poles, okay. North and South Pole. Okay. Now, those ice caps not only have water ice, but they also have frozen carbon dioxide, which is dry oh. ice that's funny yeah it, it, yeah <laughs> as a matter of fact back to the atmosphere 95 percent of the atmosphere is carbon dioxide oh wow okay so much higher yep much and higher then about three percent yep about three percent of the atmosphere is nitrogen whereas on earth just shy of 80 percent of our night of our atmosphere is nitrogen yeah is there any oxygen there is, but it's in trace amounts. It's less than 1%. Okay. Okay. It is there, but not enough to practically be useful for yeah. us. And so there's water ice. There could be some liquid water that's like just below the surface. But again, we aren't, we don't know for sure. We are still, there's debate and there, it's an active area of research. I remember when they first discovered and announced the first evidence that they thought indicated that maybe there was liquid water and it was very exciting. And then I don't remember if it was a year later, a little bit longer, they were like, actually, maybe it's not liquid water. It might be this other thing, but then, well, it could still be liquid water. So we just don't know for sure. But that also means it's not going to be easy to find, even if it is there, because we haven't found it definitively for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's a barrier. That's definitely a barrier. It is. And you mentioned the whole, if there's plants, so could we grow plants? Is there, you know, anything in the, in the dirt or in the soil? Well, there's not really going to be a lot of nutrients in it because yeah. nutrients in the soil, a lot of them come from previous dead plants and animals. 
Oh yeah. That that's right. Down, Cause that's like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And they don't have that. Although going back to the water thing, we are pretty confident that Mars used to have liquid water and had lakes and rivers and oceans on it. Wow. We see evidence of of what th- formations on the surface that as far as we know can only be created by bodies of water but the water's not there anymore most likely because as the atmosphere thinned a lot of that just evaporated and then went off into space over long periods of time obviously wow, wow but, that's really interesting yeah mm-hmm. um finally you were asking you talked about biosphere two that you visited and yeah. you referenced that I had told you before we had recorded earlier that I heard something similar that's happening. And yes. there is, it's the CHAPEA mission, which stands for Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog. That, that's a mouthful right there. It is. Okay. And there are, there's a set of NASA, I, I guess astronauts is the best term to use for that. Um, I mean, they're obviously not in space, but are there right now? And they have just started at the end of June. So the 25th of June this year, 2023, they went in for a one-year mission. And there's, I think, four different NASA astronauts who are going to live there for a year. And what they did is they actually 3D printed the structure because one idea both for the moon and for Mars for building structures, because we don't have to like cart all the building materials from earth. Yeah. If you yeah. bring a 3d printer, you can actually make a version of, I don't know if cement is the right word, but like <sighs> cement or concrete or something from the actual Martian soil itself. And you put it into Ooh, the thing and then whoa. you print it based on that. And so they have this 3d printed simulated, but Martian soil that they've, built this out of and then it's completely encapsulated um and they're gonna they're gonna do it for a year and see how it goes so they they are they're running these things because nasa's goal is to have humans on mars by the late 2030s early 2040s holy moly that's the goal wow that's the goal so we'll see we'll see what happens a lot can change in that amount of time but so they it's would have exciting. to bring so much with them yeah. And where is this new Chapea mission? It's in Texas. Okay. It's at wow. the Johnson Space Center in Houston. Wow. Yeah. Dang. They're going to have to bring a spaceship just full of water. Well, yeah, there's a lot of, there are a lot of challenges of even just getting to Mars. And we didn't really talk about that. We mostly talked about the challenges of living yeah. on Mars. Yeah. But yeah, getting there, because it could take, nine months to a year just to get there. And then once you mm. get there, you can't turn around and come back immediately if there's an emergency because of the way the planets orbit. There are times where Mars and Earth are on opposite sides of the sun from each other. <gasps> oh my goodness. Wow. And so in addition to just the travel time, there are times where it literally, you you can't launch to go back to Earth because yeah. Yeah. It would take it would take longer to try and make that work than to just wait until the two plants got closer and then yeah. launch. Yeah, because otherwise you're chasing it or going the long way around yeah. the sun. Yeah, or something. Yeah, 
What they will probably do, and I, I don't know this from things that I've read, I'm just making the assumption, they'll probably launch missions ahead of time that will like drop supplies and things before people get there. Mm, and mm -hmm. then once they have people, they'll have a lot of those things already. And that's partly why we're talking decades out before that would happen, yeah. right? Because you'd have to have all of those things ready and in place and they all have to go right and they have all those things. So everything's set up. So that once people get there, they can be there and live successfully. So that's amazing. Yeah. Are wow. you ready to sign up? Be ready to go? Um, no, but I would love to watch the first reality show on Mars. Actually, <laughs> that would be really fun. All righty. All right. I'll uh I'll uh reserve some time for that once that starts. <laughs> now, Cheryl, I think it's time to quiz you on your Mars knowledge. Um Gosh, I couldn't think of something witty. I was thinking about sending it off into space or having it live living somewhere for a year. I'd rather take this quiz than live in a bubble for a year, though. So I will I will proceed. <laughs> All righty. Okay. First question: Why is Mars red? Rust. Same Rust. as why we have red dirt here in some places. Yeah. There you go. There you go. How does Mars' atmosphere compare to Earth's? It is about a hundred times thinner than Earth's. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Well, it makes a lot less air in general, uh, more temperature variance as you go up in elevation, just like much quicker than here. Um, it's hard to fly a helicopter there. <laughs> you know, that's an issue. What about its composition? Right um. It is mainly carbon dioxide and mm -hmm. then some little bit of nitrogen. Yep. And then technically there's a tiny bit of oxygen. Yep. Great. How does Mars temperature compare to Earth's? It's much colder there. Mm -hmm. And again, a, a larger range of temperatures than here on Earth. Like if the high is 70, that's a lot colder but then the lows are like a couple hundred negative Fahrenheit. So yeah, that's Which we don't dramatic. generally run into here very often. Yeah. If you can just like find dry ice, like on a planet, mm -hmm. then that means it's much colder than, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's a good general rule. If you can find <laughs> naturally occurring dry ice, you know, it's cold. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Is careful with this one. Is oh there water on Mars? Yes. Yes. Definitely in solid form. Okay. Jury's out about the liquid form. There you go. Nice job. Nice job. <laughs> okay. Final question. What would it take for you to go to Mars? Oh my gosh, for me. Mm hmm Um okay. If it was about a month commitment, unless there was like a job and I could like go like live there for a year, but it would, it would not be a permanent move. It'd be like, if this okay. is a temporary visit and I know okay. I can safely return home, um, okay. if there were more than a dozen people living there, okay, that would be one of them. Um, I don't need to be able to eat meat 
So if it was like, you're going to be vegan if you're there, I think I could get on board with that, but I would still want food to be interesting mm. and not just like pellets, like nutrition <laughs> tablets. What do you I'm just think like picturing like taking a pill, you know, or like having some Limbus bread or actually uh -huh. more realistically, probably just like some shakes or bars or things like that. And okay. I can do those for like maybe one meal a day. If it was a week visit, I could do that. But if I was like going to be there for a while, then I would want my food to be more interesting than that. Okay. Um, and then I think just um, I'd want to see, I'm, this is probably one that's very common is I'd want to see success there already. I don't want to mm. be the guinea pig with yeah. like, let's sure hope this 3D printer doesn't break or we're <laughs> dead. You know, I yeah. want to like be like, no, this is like a thing. Like people are there, they visit, you know, they go on vacation there. It's cool. There's things to do. <laughs> um, and then probably also affordability, because if this is like all of my life savings, then I just won't go. Yeah. Now let's say you get to go for free. Oh yeah. I mean, then those other things, I mean, I would care less about the entertainment part necessarily i don't know it would be interesting but like how interesting like is it just like you get there yeah. and you're like this is so cool i'm on another planet and then you're like and it's a desert. now what yeah. yeah yeah exactly like the penguins in madagascar when they finally get to antarctica and they say <laughs> now what? you know kind of like that so yeah and i'm guessing i will not live to see all of those things come to fruition Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Let's assume they make it uh, in the 2040s. You're most likely still going to be around. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that they would have civilian trips even as early as the 2050s. No. And then you're starting to get old enough that is that the sort of trip yeah, that you want to go? Yeah. Go at that Unless stage. Unless it's in your like life? grandma's last big adventure. That's and true. If we're like, I don't know, I'm going to die soon. So like, let's just go ahead and go to Mars and see what happens. I don't know. I just don't know if I'm that type of person or if I'm that brave in that way. You know? Yeah. 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 Ryan. Yes. What would it take for you to go to Mars? Oh, gosh. Um, I think the biggest one is I would have to know it's safe. I would have to know that it's safe because as it is right now, I would not describe that as safe. No. Because <laughs> there's a whole bunch of other things that we didn't even talk about that are also challenges to living on another planet and Mars and things. I'm like, I'm just not interested. And I think I would I would have to go with at least one other person that I know. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I wouldn't want to go. Even if there's other people there, I wouldn't want to go with a whole bunch of strangers. I would want to have it be a shared experience with someone else so that if it gets hard or if it's really cool or whatever, it's not just me doing it and a bunch of randos. New, brand new relationships that you're navigating. Yeah, like that's not a brand new planet that you're navigating. Right. Because also it's going to take like nine months to get there. So we're spending nine months in whatever ship that also is going to be super cramped. Mm -hmm. Like that, like is not all that. Oh, of course, if we're just dreaming for anything, then we could have like, faster than light travel and so i could you know just teleport there or something i might sure i might convince me to go 
Except so I don't think I would actually want to teleport. So if they came and they were like, we need a scientist and we have chosen you, you would say no. Like if it was like now. Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If it was now. Yeah. 100%. That's not not my thing. I'm not adventurous. I'm not yeah. wanting to be on you the You don't edge. want to like, sacrifice your life for this no. mission. Well, And I don't even do like... I don't even go backpacking here on earth and like overnight <laughs> camping, like with the, with all my stuff on my backpack. Like why, like why would I want to do that to another planet? Like, that's just mm -hmm. not me. That is not yeah. my personality. That's not my style. So <laughs> no, once they open the hotel, then give me a call and we'll see. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's lesson. So why don't you pack up your stuff and get ready for my closing remarks. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Slept Through Science or on Twitter at Slept Science. If you have dumb science questions like I do, please send them to us. You can email us at ISleptThroughScience at gmail.com or you can even send us a voice memo and we'll play it on the podcast. Please rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about our podcast on social media. Thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is something. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Ah! The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you.